Hey, it's Shaleen. Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to tell you that my new book, 131 Method, is now available on pre-order at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. The 131 Method book isn't a diet book. It's a book to improve your gut health, to help you balance your hormones, to fix your cravings, to help you lose weight, and to get truly healthy from the inside out, to become an expert at your metabolism and nutrition. This book is a culmination of the last three years of research, interviews, assembling a team of the best registered dietitians and integrative health professionals. It's been tested on over 25,000 people before we even released it to the public. I want to help you stop dieting because diets don't work. This book is going to give you the answers that you've been looking for. But bottom line is this. If it were just as simple as knowing what to eat and when to eat and how to eat and when to exercise, we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic in our country. It's more than that. Because if you're going to make these things stick, you've got to change your mindset. That's why when you pre-order the book, I want to give you my mindset coaching program for free. It's a $97 value, but I'm giving it to you as a bonus for pre-ordering the 131 method. You can start listening to those audio coaching programs today before the book even comes out. And that will help you change everything, not just your health and fitness. When you shift your mindset, you can improve all areas of your life. And it's yours for free when you pre-order the book. All you have to do is go to 131book.com and enter your email address and order number and you can start listening today. Thank you for ordering my new book and thank you for prioritizing your health. All right, off to the show. What's up? Hey, how are you? Thanks for being here. Thanks for sitting in the passenger seat. Today's Friday, which means this is a CarSmart edition of The Shaleen Show. And I am so grateful that you're here. Today, we're talking about burnout. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I so vividly remember. I remember what I felt. I remember the months and months, maybe even a couple of years leading up to this moment. I was on a jog. Brett happened to be with me. I think I asked him to go with me because he does not like to run. I like to run to clear my head, but on this particular day, I asked him to go for the run with me, and I just remember my breakdown. Like, I don't know if you've ever thought of something sad while you were exercising or started to like cry while you're exercising, but you literally feel like you are gasping for air. Like I had no oxygen because I was trying to explain to Brett that I was burnt out. I wasn't expecting my emotions to take over. I wouldn't have done it on a run, but just it like when those words came out of my mouth, it was like this wave of emotion. We've all experienced burnout, right? Maybe you haven't admitted it to yourself though. You see, that's the problem with burnout. It's a struggle with our ego. The reason why most people hit burnout, frankly, think about that word, burnout. It's like you've gone too long and the flame just burns out. It didn't have a chance to rest or you didn't take care of it. Like 
when you hit burnout, it's like it's too late. You forgot to put on the brakes. You forgot to use moderation. One of the easiest ways I can think of this analogy is how I can get sometimes with food. Like I can try something and I'm like, OMG, I need this every single day of my life. And then I will eat it every single day of my life until I can't stand it. I hate it. It sounds disgusting. I don't want to try it. I don't want to eat it. It sounds unappealing. And I just don't want it. Like, I almost hate... It's weird when you make that shift to, like, having resentment or hatred towards something that you once so loved. And I can get that way with food. Like, right now, I just, like, every day, I want a salmon salad. It's been, like, over a year. I don't know if I'm going to feel that way. But this is my pattern. I'll, I'll do that until I don't want it anymore. But let's talk about more serious burnout, the burnout that we can feel when something that we once loved and enjoyed turns into something that feels like we're being held hostage, something that we hate, something that we've lost our passion for, something that we once couldn't get enough of and now it just feels like it has a grip on us and we don't know how to escape it. And that's the thing about burnout. Burnout can make you feel like you are the hostage but you're also the captor, right? Like, so think about a hostage. A hostage, in order to escape, they have to negotiate with or reach an agreement with their captor to be released. So it's this crazy thing that, yeah, you're, you're being held hostage, but you're being held hostage by you. So let's talk about first the signs of burnout. You start to question yourself. You start to doubt who you are as an individual because the ego is always fighting us especially with burnout we don't want to admit what's going on because it might mean that we are inadequate right i call it like the superhero syndrome where your ego or your pride just refuses to accept that you are overwhelmed and or tired people who are at greatest risk of burnout are the ones who refuse to acknowledge that they are those things that they're overwhelmed that they need help that they're tired. They're the person who, you know, I've talked about this quality before where someone will say, so gosh, you must be under a lot of stress. And you will say, no, I'm not. Because you don't feel it because you haven't allowed yourself to feel it. But your body has to do something with that energy, you know, that stress that you feel. So oftentimes stress will manifest itself in the form of autoimmune diseases, gut issues, sleep deprivation, lack of libido, a hormone imbalance. Like that physical manifestation can sometimes be the result of just you refusing to to acknowledge or to accept that you're you're tired, you're exhausted, you've had enough. Burnout is also really common for people who overestimate their capacity they believe that they can handle more that it's a sign of weakness if they can't do as much as someone else like I I remember I still do this like even this week I finished recording my audiobook the 131 method but when it was scheduled and I talked about this with you when the studio time was scheduled for me to go in and record the audio version it went on my calendar and I had three eight-hour days of recording and I saw that and went huh Hmm, can I do eight hour days of recording? Will my voice hold up for eight hours? And then I just figured, well, you know what? If it's being scheduled by a you know studio that 
does this all the time for authors reading their audiobooks, then it, this must be the norm. It must be that everyone else can do eight-hour days back-to-back, so I guess I should expect that of myself. I didn't acknowledge the fact that I know me. I don't like to do freaking anything for eight hours. Nothing. I don't have that kind of attention span. It makes me feel empty. I lose energy, focus, passion, all those things. But yet I denied that, right? So I I overestimated my own capacity. I did the same thing when I filmed my very first infomercial, which was Turbo Jam. I think we had something like 12 workouts that I needed to film. And when it went to scheduling them, the producer that I was working with, she said, okay, so how many days in a row can you film workout videos? And I thought to myself, I usually have a really tough time doing workout videos because at that point I, was, I had already been doing workout videos for instructors. So it was a program called Turbo Kick, which is, by the way, still in existence. Beachbody now owns the program Turbo Kick. It's featured in lots of health clubs. You can get certified in it. Just go to beachbodylive.com. Anyways, every time I did a video, I felt really exhausted. And the next day, I would take the day off and not talk, not use my voice, and just use it to get myself restored. But here I was being asked about consumer videos. So I said to the producer, well, what's normal? What what do most people do? And, And this particular producer had shot videos with Billy Blanks. And she said, well, Billy went every single day for like, and I can't remember how many days she said, something like 20 days. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, he's like a machine. And I said, oh, okay, well, I think I could do I don't think I need a day off. I think, you know, five days a week, that would work for me. And I agreed to doing that because, frankly, I was overestimating, I should say, my capacity. I didn't have the capacity, mentally, physically, emotionally, to do that. But I was comparing myself to what somebody else could do. And my ego didn't allow me to say, I can't do that. And so what happened and what happens to us is we end up in a state of overwhelm because we push it down and we push it down and we just keep going, but we lose passion for something. We lose our love for it, which then starts to build resentment. And it also distracts us, right? And then when we're distracted, we can't do good work. So we constantly stay in a state of doing. Does that make sense to you? Right, where you're kind of you know, pardon my French, but you're kind of half-assing it all the time, all day long, instead of like kicking ass for four hours and then taking a break. Like those videos, those Turbo Jam videos, I really did have a mental breakdown at the end of it. And I shouldn't have, I should have enjoyed every single minute of them. It was such an honor and it was such a freaking awesome experience. I didn't give myself the opportunity to feel that because I was trying to be superwoman. At the same time, we were running Powder Blue Productions, which is our certification company. I was also designing and producing and selling a fitness apparel company. I was designing workouts for Turbo Jam. uh, Sorry, yeah, Turbo Jam. That was the consumer version. And then I was designing workouts for instructors. Turbo Kick, Hip Hop Hustle, Pio, All-Star Instructor Training. I was doing all these things at once. And 
And everyone would say, how are you doing it? Wow, you just seem so balanced and, you know, wow, you just really keep it together. You've got it all figured out. So I didn't want to admit to myself that it was too much and I wasn't sleeping and I was exercising and I was over-exercising and I was under-eating. It was all these things going on at once. And I, I just didn't want to admit to myself or to anyone that I couldn't maintain it. I just kept ignoring all the signs and kept thinking that there was something wrong with me. And then I started having resentment for what it was I was doing, you see. And this is the thing that I want to warn you about. That resentment that you start to feel shouldn't be towards the thing that you're doing. I mean, if you once loved it, there's a reason why. I love fitness. I love designing music and putting those workouts together and developing those workouts. And I love designing the clothes and I love motivating people. I loved all of these things. I loved the consumer videos. I loved having employees. I loved writing newsletters. I loved writing emails. I loved all of these things, but it was all too much. So then I started hating all of it. Like hating all of it and thinking that maybe I should be doing something else. Maybe my calling was, wasn't this. Maybe I was moving beyond it. So on that run, to take it back to where we started, on that run with Brett, I just said, I'm in a prison. I feel like I've built a brick wall prison around myself and I'm being held hostage and I don't know how to get out and I can't take it anymore and I'm so overwhelmed and I'm exhausted and I literally just broke down like just like a little temper tantrum just you know from zero to 60 I do that sometimes like I'm so chill and so even tempered it's really hard to get me mad it's hard to get me stressed it's hard to overwhelm me but man when I hit that wall whoo look out she going crazy. She going to cut someone. Like, I lose it. Thankfully, my husband... Like, I lose it to the point where it's like it's almost embarrassing. When I think back, I'm like, geez. It's not that big of a deal. Once you're on the other side of it. See, when you're in it, it is that big of a deal. And you do feel like you're never going to get out. And you just hate your life. You hate what you're doing. And you can't see anything else. And it's funny because it can be just that one little extra thing that is the straw that breaks the camel's back. And then you go from zero to 60 where it's just life couldn't be worse. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you throw a little temper tantrum or a major meltdown. And that's what I did. And luckily I've got this awesome husband who was kind enough. And fellas, ladies, you too. If you're the kind of person who likes to solve problems for people, when someone has a major meltdown like that, don't try to fix it on the spot. Do not. Just let them get it all out. And that's really what Brett did. He just let me like, he's like, well, what do you love? And what don't you love? And what would be the right amount? And what would feel better? And what's too much? And what do you love doing, but you don't have enough time to do it? And we really just like kind of worked through it all. And we developed a plan. That plan and how we did that was the catalyst for our program, Smart Success, which is a guiding principle in our life. It's the priority clarity statement is what has allowed me to never go back there allowed us to never go back there to have peace in my life but let's talk about you so burnout how do you know if you're experiencing burnout have you started to ignore your body like what's going on with your health your sleep your happiness it's funny when we're starting to experience burnout do you know who we take it out on freaking everyone because we're really angry with ourselves 
and we're disappointed in ourselves. So it'll change your personality. That's one way that you know that you're experiencing burnout because you're, you feel like you're not yourself. Things that contribute to burnout is lack of structure. You know, having structured rest, having structured time that you've scheduled that you find rejuvenating. And I, I know a lot of people think this is just scheduling a vacation or a couple days off. I think you need it freaking every day. Maybe that's just me. But I would burn out if I just went and went and went and then I knew I had a vacation like three months from now. I don't need a vacation if I have a little bit of one every single day. Like right now, it's one o'clock and I'm just driving into the office. I probably could have been here at 10 a.m. But you know what? I needed to do things just for me this morning. So I messed around on social media. I did some things that are like fun for me and creative that probably don't relate to work but you know what they really do because it keeps me up it keeps me lifted it keeps me young it keeps me silly and grounded and authentic and it allows me to be who I am without getting caught up in what everybody else is doing but you need structure for that because a lot of times like let's say maybe what you're feeling right now is burnout from being a stay-at-home mom And it was the thing you dreamed about all your life was being a stay-at-home mom and being devoted to your kids and maybe homeschooling them. I don't know. But like, if you're feeling burnout doing something you once loved, whether it's staying home with your kids or running your own business, working in the career that you have, a lot of times it is because you haven't learned to properly schedule yourself, create that structure that you really need. You need a little mini vacation every day. And you can't feel guilty about that because what you should be feeling guilty about is the way you're snipping and, you know, taking it out, lashing out at people that you love. Giving up on something that you once had so much passion for. You know what's really exhausting? When you know you're not doing your best work. That will wipe you out not doing what you love is exhausting. But before you decide whether or not you love it or not, I want you to ask yourself, did you once love it? Because if you once loved it, then it's just a matter of doing things differently or maybe in a different place or with a different company or in a different space or in a different way. But something's got to change. It doesn't necessarily mean that thing has to change, but the way you're doing it, how you're doing it, where you're doing it, when you're doing it, That has to change. It's exhausting and you're going to experience burnout if you're not using your true strengths. Or if the strengths that you once had for this thing that you love, if those strengths are no longer serving you, right? Like it's not working, then you need new skills. Just a simple example is, and I've talked about when I first started teaching fitness classes and I lived in Michigan and freaking loved it but then I moved out to Southern California and I was you know trying to teach here and I, I just I couldn't get hired and when I did finally get hired and I'd gone through this like training program that they set up for people which I was so embarrassed and humiliated to go through because I'm like I don't understand I've already got like five years of experience why would I have to start back at the beginning but during that time while I was you know trying to get hired trying to be a good instructor trying to you know do my thing I really got pretty burnt out on teaching. I felt some burnout and it's mainly because I was trying to rely on my old skills and it was defeating 
to see people leave my class. It was depressing. It was demoralizing to see that people didn't like my class in California the way they did in Michigan. So I started to get burnt out in teaching. Well, at least I thought I was getting burnt out on teaching, but really what I was experiencing were just feelings of frustration, like powerlessness. Instead of looking at myself to try to see what I could do better, where I needed help, what skills I needed to improve, I was just making excuses and saying, see, like everything's different out here. Fitness is so superficial. And like I was pointing fingers and placing the blame anywhere else but on myself. I don't know how it happened, but I just had to be more aware of the fact that I I actually loved teaching. I didn't love the way I was feeling. I knew I loved and I had a passion for teaching. And how could I get that back? And it meant I needed to change my approach. I needed better skills. I had to stop making excuses and pointing at other people and honor the fact that I did have a passion for this and I needed to learn a new approach. So maybe that's you. I don't know. I hope that this episode sheds some light on some of the signs and symptoms of burnout, what you can do to avoid burnout, because it's a really terrible place to be. Like, it's the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to a marriage. Don't let your marriage get to the point of burnout, because man, is it hard to return from that. You can do it, but it really takes some faith in God and endurance. Just don't let anything get to the point of burnout. If it's something you once loved, don't get to that point. But if you have, here's what you're going to do pull out a pen and a piece of paper. Now, remember that this is about the 21 minute mark. And I want you to, even if you listen to the rest of this podcast, that's fine. But go back and restart it at about the 21, don't forget that 21 minute mark so that you can answer these questions on paper as I ask them of you. Because when you get these thoughts out of your head and onto paper, you're going to have a plan in place to help you break out of that burnout. Here are the things I want you to answer. Did you once have love for this? and passion. Did you once enjoy it? Just write that down the affirmative. Yes, I once loved this. I once had passion for this. I once believed in this. I once found joy in this. Okay, then you should go further. If you never did, if you never loved it, well, then you just need to make a change. It's not burnout. You just don't love what you've been doing and you never did love what you've been doing. So just know that you deserve to do what you love in this life. You only get one life. Okay, but if you've answered yes, to those questions, if yes, you did at one point love this and had passion for it, then what is it that you still love about it? What makes you happy? What makes you feel good? What makes you feel like your life has purpose? That you're doing the right thing, that you're doing what you were meant to do? And what do you least love? What do you despise doing? What do you regret doing? What do you resent doing? What sucks the life out of you? You know, it's a part of this thing, but it's the piece that you don't love. Write that down. What's the piece that you don't love? What is the straw that broke the camel's back? What one thing did you add on? What one more thing is it that may have been too much? Where do you need help? Where do you need more structure, more accountability, a better plan? Is it in your day? Is it in your overall direction, your business plan, what it is you want for your family, your relationship, whatever it is, wherever it is that you are feeling these feelings, how can you find more structure and create that? Because that's going to give you the freedom to enjoy it again. 
Do you have a daily planner? Are you using a push journal? Do you need to learn that skill, that habit? The only difference between you and anyone else that you admire is that they've developed some of these habits. It's not their schooling, it's not their looks, it's not who they're married to or their age or any of that. It's habits. It's habits. So get serious about adopting whatever habit it is that you're missing. Stop making excuses. Stop complaining about everybody else and thinking that this burnout is everyone else's fault. It's not. Look in the mirror. You are your captor. You. Get real serious about this. Figure out where you need to improve, where you need help, where you can make changes because you ultimately have control over your entire life. Well, not everything, but you certainly have far more control than what most people realize. Most people are just in the ocean, a boat without any oars, just floating, letting the waves crash them from side to side, just surviving. And then there are those people who are the captain of their ship and they've already plotted their destination and they know even if they get caught in a storm, what they're going to do. Like that's the life you decide on where you want to go and how you're going to get there and how you're going to deal with those setbacks. But stop making excuses and stop blaming it on other people and start making a plan to change the things that aren't working. Because you once loved this, you once had passion for this, and you can get it back. I know you can. Thank you so much for listening to this edition. I love you. It means a lot to me that you are leaving these reviews. I have a couple I want to read to you that are like so awesome from this week. But before I do, I just want to say thank you for spending this time with me. And thank you for sharing this episode with someone you know who might be experiencing some of those symptoms of burnout. Someone who's under a lot of pressure, trying to do it all, trying to be a superhero. Do me a favor. Do them a favor. Be a good friend and hit the share button and share this podcast with them. Please do that. Do that right now. Go. The podcast will keep playing. You can do this and the podcast will keep playing. You just hit the little share button. Then you just select a message and then type in the name of the whoever you want to text us to and just say, you're going to love this episode. All right, that's what good friends do. They share. And now I'd like to read for you a couple of my favorite reviews that you've left for me on iTunes this week. Just please know I read every single one of them. So even if I don't read yours on the podcast, I've read it and I love you. So this one comes from Emmy or Imi1271 and she wrote, Seriously, I just finished listening to the latest podcast of your 131 book writing process. It again inspires me to hear how incredibly challenging that was for you because to me, you're Wonder Woman. You do all the things and you have fantastic eyelashes and skin to boot. Could a girl hope that you will release an audible version of your one through one method and that it would be read in your voice? Yes! Thank you so much for asking for that. Yes, I just finished the Audible and I really appreciate this review and it means the world to me. Thank you for leaving that. Let me read you the next one. <laughs> this one's fun. It's from Mikey Joe Fun. And the headline is down to earth and so encouraging. This person wrote, I, I think Mikey might be a guy. I don't know, but maybe Mikey is a gal. Whoever it is, they wrote, I just discovered that my favorite workout creator has a podcast and I cannot get enough. I feel like I'm listening to my girlfriend, mentor, mother, and friend all at the same time. I love it. I love you. Thank you for these messages, you guys. They, they mean so much to me. And they do help the show. And that, you know, for personal reasons, that's really meaningful to me because the more people who hear the show, the more people we can help, the more families we can help. Man, I just wish people would spend way less time 
on social media and a lot more time listening to podcasts. If they did, the world would be a better place. Don't you agree? Of course you do. I love you. You are the bomb.com. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.